0: I'm Liz Corey. And I'm Katie
1: King. And this is True Crime New England. What's up, everybody? Hello. Welcome back to a special episode. It is our one
0: year anniversary of the first time we posted an episode.
1: Today's the day.
0: Today is the big day. Happy birthday to us. That's right. Happy birthday.
1: Where are the sparklers? Where's the cake?
0: I know. We didn't get any champagne. Oh, well. We can do a belated birthday celebration. That's That's okay. That's fine. We're adults. It happens. But we're so excited to release this episode. Mm -hmm. We've been thinking about it for months now because it's just such a good idea. I talked about it on a previous episode a little bit, but my cousin Mora came forward to me and said... Why don't you guys do an episode where you recap the year, talk about what you've learned, how you've grown, favorite episodes, blah, 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 all this great stuff. And she said that she would really like to know, not just as someone who's close to me, but as a listener. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a great idea. And I told you and you were like, absolutely. And here we are.
1: And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And even if we are the only ones to listen, I said this in our episode yesterday, Mm -hmm it'll still just be a nice little time capsule keepsake so we can check in on our progress.
0: Yes. Cause we're gonna come at you with some fun things, but also some statistics. Mm -hmm. Again, maybe not for everyone, but even just for us Mm -hmm. right now, we're recording this as close to the release date as we possibly could. Yes. And of course, by the time you guys listen to this, if you're listening to it immediately, the numbers will be a little different. But if you're listening to this three years from now, oh my God, why'd you come back so far? (laughs) Isn't it crazy how successful and great we're doing? (laughs) Just kidding. Let's hope that's like a gentle predictor. Oh, let's hope. But yeah, we thought we would share some numbers with you guys. Mm -hmm. and. Because we're proud and we're excited and we literally could not have these numbers without you. Mm -hmm. Where do we begin?
1: So we are so excited to say that we have listeners in all 50 states. So awesome. And 147 countries. What? That's nuts.
0: That blows my mind because you know how many of those countries have New England? One. (laughs) Love it that's great so crazy and we went nuts when we found out that we had officially hit 50 states we were waiting on alaska and south south dakota
1: we hit alaska and then it was just south dakota so if you're listening south dakota
0: god bless you thank you
1: so much feeling out the the bubble if that's you shoot us a dm yeah i'll send you a sticker or something yeah honestly (laughs) um
0: we're very excited to announce that as of recording this podcast, we have over 65,000 listens total on all of our episodes.
1: You guys have played our podcast 65,000 times. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That's nuts.
0: I can't even believe that. And I thought maybe for funsies, and we've mentioned it before, but our... Our most played episode is our first episode, which mm-hmm. is The Disappearance of Maura Murray. That episode, at the time of this recording, has exactly 5,200 listens. Holy shit. Yeah. And it's been a full
1: year. And it's been a full Since year. that one came out. That's right. That's nuts. Wow. Great work. That's awesome. We have a little over 1,850 of you hanging out with us on Instagram. We love it. That's we, pretty cool. We get so many DMs. Mm-hmm. It's great. I'm not going to share our Twitter because we've been falling off on our Twitter, but neither of us use it, really. That'll be a anniversary resolution that's, is to revamp our Twitter, we promise.
0: That's a great resolution.
1: We tell you to follow it every episode yeah. and we don't do a whole lot on it. So for that, we apologize. We're getting on it.
0: Yeah, it's a lot to run all of this.
1: If you're handy with Twitter, shoot us a DM. Maybe we'll uh, <laughs> have you be our Twitter manager, you know? For free 99 yeah. minus the 99. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yay. So speaking of social media, we did a little poll on our Instagram a couple weeks ago where we asked you guys what your favorite cases were that we've covered. hmm you guys had a lot of different answers for us. Yeah, surprisingly. Some of which I was very surprised by. Me too. So we clearly have a very diverse audience of true crime lovers mm. who like different aspects of true crime.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair to say. And mm-hmm. that's okay. We are all different within our hobby of loving true crime. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But we did. We got some great
1: answers. Yeah. Yeah that
0: really uh, stood out. So thank you if you answered. We'll share a few of them right now.
1: Yeah, so Maura Murray was on there, of course. Of course. Brianna Maitland, of course. They go hand in hand for a couple different reasons. Um, Michael McLean was on there, which that made my day. Um, That's a case I'm pretty passionate about. So I'm so glad that that is someone's favorite case that we've done. Mm -hmm. Me too.
0: It would surprise me is that we had two people That said that... Okay, so me and Katie, there's one episode that we did that we both agree was not the best. Yeah. And not in terms of like how we've grown since then and our skills, but just a boring story. And that's episode five, the flying circus disaster that happened in Vermont. We had two people tell us that that was their favorite.
1: Why? I don't know. (laughs) Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. It was a very fun episode, I feel like. Yeah, it was. It was just... Is so much,
0: but listen, if that was you and it, that was my cousin, Anna, who said that. And then our friend Kim on Instagram, who messages pictures of her cats all the time. We oh, love it.
1: thank you so much, Kim. She said she liked the flying circus disaster. Okay. Appreciated.
0: Appreciated. I didn't think that was a big
1: one, but no, i right. either
0: It's probably our least listened to.
1: I think it is, actually, yeah. yeah.
0: Which is okay. It happens to the best of us.
1: It's not really true crimey yeah. in a traditional sense, so I understand it. I do.
0: I do. I do get it. I do. Um, we also had someone, Brittany, on Instagram say Baby Joe of Deer Island was her favorite. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. That's a heartbreaker. That's episode seven, if mm. you guys want to go back and listen. <laughs> Somebody even said that they liked... Episode 23, the murder of Champa Bin and Anita Patel, which is, wasn't as, I mean, it's just was random, very random, but Mm -hmm. glad, love it. I love that. I know. We, we appreciate you guys. Oh, we do. And I'm glad there's a diversity in terms of what you guys liked Mm -hmm. of our cases thus far. Of course, many more to come.
1: Of course. Liz, I have a burning question for you. Katie, what is your burning question? what was your favorite case that we have covered this year
0: oh boy i think it goes without saying Mm -hmm. that my probably biased top episode that we've done is 21 the abduction of tammy blander Mm -hmm. now that's only because it's close to my heart it's the whole reason why i love true crime and it was very special to me to have my dad who was my best friend on our podcast. That was fantastic. Even if it was very emotional. Of course. To this day, I have not re-listened to it. Valid. Which does not happen. I listened to all of them like in the car to make sure it sounds okay. Mm-hmm. I cannot with that one. Um, but I still stand by that it is probably my favorite. That does not mean I haven't enjoyed other cases that we've covered. Of course. Honestly, there's several that I really, really liked. Um, not only for our podcast, production of it but the story itself for some reason um episode six the murder of robert Joyle.
1: yeah i don't
0: know why but that one really stuck out to me um i think mostly because a lot of people witnessed his murder and nobody came forward and still nobody has that's a nuts one and i you know it it blows my mind um another one that i really liked is episode 26 the isla shoal's murder so crazy. Oh, that was such a good one. It is nuts. It really is and it's so historical and just well known and
1: mm-hmm. I
0: it was really interesting to research and study, you know, like I just really enjoyed it. For um, sure. You know, honestly, there's not many episodes that I didn't like. You know, I was I felt solid with most of them.
1: How about you, Katie? Ooh, what's your favorite? or favorites so far favorites multiple
0: hey i named a few you get
1: some you get some too so far i feel like my personal favorite has to be the kidnapping of abby hernandez Mm. from episode 27 that's a good one um it's in new hampshire it is such a horrific case but it's also a really amazing admirable survival story yeah um abby was just 14 when she was kidnapped she was held for nine months mm-hmm. and tortured. Yeah. Brutally, brutally tortured in a shipping container. Yeah. And she outsmarted her captor mm-hmm. and she got him to trust her and he let her go. She's a badass. She's amazing. I also really liked, for some reason, the murder of Angela Palmer. That is a good one, too. Um, in the sense that it's fucking terrible. Yes, and I say like the case <laughs> right. in the sense of how we covered it. Yeah. Um, there was a book written about it. I read the whole thing cover to cover. It's just so fascinating in a really disturbing way. Yeah. Um, Angela was an itty-bitty four-year-old girl who her mother's boyfriend put her in the oven.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I work in psych, as most of you probably know. And I feel like this is a pretty intense case with a lot of psych background stuff to it. Yeah. Especially with the reasoning behind why the man did what he did.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's see. I also was very fascinated by the murder of Leah Ulbrich.
0: That's a good one.
1: That one is very disturbing as well. Um, Leah was dragged behind a car for over four miles before she finally passed away. And we still don't know who did it to her. So I feel like unsolved cases, especially, (laughs) are so unsatisfying. But, you know, there's always something so gratifying about a survival story. So Abby Hernandez, all the way.
0: Yep, I think that's a good answer. Awesome. I think ultimately we cover a lot of really good cases. And a lot Mm -hmm. of them, like, as you guys know, not heard of as often.
1: For sure. And it's insane how much of this shit happens in New England. Yeah it's nuts it's just crazy and some of the ones that we have lined up for you after this one comes out are some pretty good ones as well yes we got a good lineup coming up after this one yeah we do so switching gears a little bit our lovely listener kim Mm -hmm. hi kim hi kim um she suggested to us that we do a little something for this special episode where we do superlatives we thought that was such a cute idea I think it's so funny. Kim, some of the ideas that you gave us were the funniest things. Perfect. She even gave us, like,
0: category ideas. Yeah. So, love that. Made it easier on
1: our part. So, that's exactly what we did. Do you want to start us off strong, Liz? Because this is one that was inspired by you. Yeah, maybe a little. This is one that came out of something you said. Yeah. So,
0: the first category we have is um, the Human Q-Tip Award. <laughs> now, you may have heard me refer to several people, uh, never the victim, always the perpetrator. Of course. Who I compare to a used human Q-Tip, perhaps. <laughs> um, was this wrong? Maybe. Was it right? Absolutely. So, we have several nominees mm-hmm. for the Human Q-Tip Award. So, the nominees for the Human Q-Tip are. Joshua Komazarzewski, episode 8, The Cheshire Murders. Nathaniel Kibby, episode 27, Abby Hernandez. And our final nominee, Philip Chisholm, from The Murder of Colleen Ritzer, episode 42. I'm sure you guys, if you've listened to our podcast, you may recognize some of those names. And... It is with my honor and my greatest, greatest pleasure to announce that the winner of the Human Q-Tip Award is none other than Nathaniel Kibbe, episode 27, The Abduction of Abby Hernandez. (laughs) Insert clapping. The reason we chose him was because not only did he look like a human Q-Tip, but he surely acted like one. And you did summarize very briefly... Abby was kept in a shipping container for nine months, brutally tortured, and just as a Q-tip, Nathaniel Kibby was dumb as rocks, and eventually let her go. Which is not dumb that he let her go, but he was dumb.
1: Yes. And his appearance. Oh my god, he was a total Q-tip. Ooh, yeah, brutal. Ugh. So, to kick off the next superlative, I would like to start with a joke. Oh, please. A racist, a murderer, and a wife beater walk into a bar. The bartender says, what can I get you, officer? (laughs) The title of this superlative is Police Department of the Year Award. Oh,
0: you guys. We
1: love law enforcement.
0: (laughs) And so we naturally had to do this category to talk about the best
1: Police departments that we've covered so far. So hopefully you can tell by Liz's tone that this category is for the opposite. Yeah. Um, very often in true crime, law enforcement comes in and they complicate the case. They make the case go a lot less smooth
0: mm-hmm.
1: or the case is just completely fucked up because of their presence. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating. Most of the episodes we've covered, I feel like we talk about somehow that they dropped the ball. Yeah. It is not fair to the victims. It's not fair to the families. It's atrocious. Yeah. But to make it a little more (laughs) lighthearted, let's present the nominees. Katie, please. The nominees are the Epping, New Hampshire Police Department from episode four, Sheila LaBar, the Springfield, Vermont Police Department from episode 10, Gary Lee Schaefer, and the Providence, Rhode Island Police Department from episode 40, The Suspicious Death of Greg Hart. Drum roll, please. Drum,
0: drum, drum, drum.
1: The award goes to the Epping, New Hampshire Police Department.
0: Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> Insert clapping.
1: This was our fourth episode, and this was the first episode we really lit into the police. Yeah, for good reason. If you recall... We talk about the serial killer, Sheila Labar. She preyed on men who were often very desperate. She chose her victims very carefully. Um, she was actively abusing a mentally disabled man named Kenny County. I want to say that his mental age was about 12 years old. I think that's what we said in the episode. Yeah, um, He was very delayed. His mom was very concerned about him. It was not like him at all to leave home and not contact her.
0: Yeah,
1: Sheila was isolating Kenny from his mom. His mom called the Epping Police Department. So many times. Every day. Yeah. They brushed her off. She kept saying, you have to do a wellness check on my son. Something's not right.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: They showed up, saw him. Okay, great. Left it at that. Ignored the mom's calls. Mm Mm-hmm. They run into Sheila and Kenny County in a Walmart. Mm. Kenny is beaten. There's a photo of this. He is beaten. He is skeletal. He's gray. Yeah. They do not intervene. They think nothing of it. Within a few days, Sheila calls them and says, I don't know where Kenny went. Yeah. Sure enough, they show up. Sheila's outside burning his body.
0: And what do they do? Good night, Sheila. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>
1: yeah, they they leave, and she flees the state. Yeah, like so no.
0: Literally, they could see a bone fragment.
1: There's like, like a, a femur sticking yeah. up out of the. F-
0: and they're like, well, anyway, Sheila, have a great evening. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Literally. Yeah. So they 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 deserve that. So
1: Epping for sure, but I mean those other two really. <laughs>
0: They were close, and if you don't remember, you should definitely go back and listen to this oh episode. My God. Cause man, holy shit!
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, we had someone tell us that we blatantly disrespect law enforcement, all this other stuff. Um, I come from a family of New York City police officers. Yeah. So, so I I've if heard.
0: Got the right.
1: I've heard many a story of how those guys do things very corrupt and they're the corrupt of the corrupt so (laughs) come at me yeah honestly
0: and on that note (laughs) we have one more award
1: Ooh, this is a good one
0: this one is titled the whiplash award and katie came up with that name because well the the cases
1: we have nominated are like make you do a double take Mm -hmm. like i'm sorry what You don't know what's coming next. You could never have possibly predicted what we told you Mm -hmm. next. Yep,
0: crazy. The nominees for the Whiplash Award include Adam Emery, episode 15. This guy, oh God, he was the killer. And my God, guys, go back and listen, because what the hell? We can't even (laughs) Weirdo. The second nominee is the case of Brooke Bennett, episode 14. This was a young girl who was murdered by her uncle and the uncle had recruited a young girl into a fake sex cult that he made called Breckenridge and he was trying to get Brooke in it too and he killed her. What? Uncle Breckenridge, what the hell? And our final nominee, is the 1991 Burger King shooting from episode 46? This one was not so. It had everything Burger King, <laughs> Hitman, pipe bombs? <laughs> drum roll, please. Drum, 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 drum. The winner of the Whiplash Award is the 1991 Burger King shooting, episode 46. Yay. Hey. The reason we chose this one is because what the hell? We were doing research for it, and we were like, okay, so this woman was killed at Burger King. That's really unfortunate. Oh, they traced it back to her her husband. He's in jail. He wasn't her legit husband. He was already married to another woman. Wait, he tried to kill that woman with six pipe bombs under her car?
1: Six. Six. (laughs) It just overall was like, what the hell? It was just... And the whole process, too, like that man went through maybe four other people he was in prison with trying to get them to kill his not actual wife, but his wife he wanted to be an actual wife with. Yeah. It, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> so did we crazy. mention that he was over 20 years older than her? <sighs> yeah. So there
1: it is. Yeah, there it is. That, there we go. That's a double take. Exactly. So, yeah, those are our superlatives. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Kim. That, that was an awesome idea. <laughs> we thought that was so funny. We were dying. It was so cute. Fit perfectly. Mm-hmm. It really did. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much, as always, for listening. Um, not too long ago, this was just a conversation we were having. Yep. Where we
0: said, wouldn't it be neat if we did a podcast? And then we were like, well, what are we doing on? But we wanted to because we're funny. And we thought that it'd be great. <laughs> To do something fun. And, you know, like, and also before this podcast, we saw since high school ended, we saw each other what? Maybe four times total? hmm And now we see each other all the fucking time. It's great. Damn right. Yeah. So it just felt right. And you know, I did that initial search, and maybe I should have searched harder, but I did just look up New England in the podcast and nothing came up.
1: So we've learned since then, I know we made a very bold claim <laughs> in probably our first or second episode yeah wow that's crazy there are no other podcasts that do true crime in new england we were wrong we were wrong <laughs> um we're friendly with most of them on social media actually yeah so this yeah. is all a
0: team no one's against each other we're all no, trying no. to do
1: the same thing you we're know? hanging out so we just uh yeah shout out to you guys good work Everybody's style is a little different, too, which I really like. Everybody's approach is really different.
0: I think that's what makes it okay and, like, why all of us still have followers and listeners. Because yeah. we're all a little different, and that's awesome. For sure. So And
1: everyone's very supportive, too. Yeah. Good community.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, no harm, no foul, right? Damn right. Yeah. And before we end this episode, you guys are probably familiar with our swear jar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... We've done two rounds of swear jars so far. So we've done um, a donation to Bridges House of Hope um, after 10 episodes where we raised $86. And then we've also done the New England Innocence Project, which you will find out shortly in the coming weeks what the total was for that donation. Mm -hmm. We came up with well, we were talking about the next foundation organization to do. And I went to Katie and I asked her if we could do this one. So if you guys know our swear jar, you know that the reason why we're doing it is because my grandma listened to this podcast and I would like go home and visit her in New Hampshire. Say I went on Thursday when the day it came out and I'd go home, it'd be like noon and I'd get there and she'd be like, I listened to your episode today. And I was always like, all right, okay, great. Um, And she she loved it. She always said, the only thing is, I wish you wouldn't say fuck so much. (laughs) (laughs) So we came up with, thanks to your friend Janice, Mm -hmm. the idea of a swear jar. So every time we said fuck, (laughs) we're not counting. We're not counting this this episode.
1: episode. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Um,
0: Every time we said fuck, we would put a dollar in the jar and we'd keep track. And every 10 episodes, we would donate money. Mm -hmm. And we said, you know, New England based true crime based, whatever. So my grandma on June 4th, right before noon, she passed away. Her name was Pat and um, she had been struggling with breast and liver cancer for almost a year. Um, We found out in July of 2021 that she had breast cancer and it was manageable. They said, you know what, this is what you, like if you're gonna have cancer, which nobody wants, this is what you want they weren't going to do anything substantial. She was going to get 25 rounds of radiation and be on a chemo pill versus like an IV therapy for five years, they said, and then she would be okay. Maybe surgery to get it removed. It was only stage two. And then in September, they were doing just general testing before the um, treatment started and they found a They found cancer in her liver, so she had stage two in her liver, and they were completely unrelated. Not this like just really bad luck. Um, So over time, they decided to tackle the liver cancer instead of the breast cancer because the breast cancer was nothing in comparison. She had radioactive seeds placed in her liver, um, and you know it didn't work in. April she went to the hospital for urosepsis and that's when she sort of stopped listening to her podcast and stopped doing a lot of things she um Eurosepsis in the elderly can be very bad in the terms that it messes with your mental state yeah so she um became more confused and it was harder for her to you know to do things which is understandable in that regard um so she stopped being able to listen to her podcast um about 10 days before she died, she decided to go on hospice because things weren't working. And it went very quickly from there. Um, I am lucky enough to say that before she died, um, when she was still clear and, you know, could understand a lot, she did, um, get to hear that we donated $86 to Bridget's House of Hope in honor of her because of the swear drawer. And, um, she was very happy about that. She did understand that much. And, um, I'm very lucky to carry her name with me. I'm Elizabeth Patricia, named after her. And um, she was a badass bitch. She'd hate me if she heard me say that. (laughs) Um, She was a wonderful lady. She um, was in the army. She raised three kids with my grandfather. Um, This December would have been 60 years that they were married. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. I know,
0: isn't that nuts? Um, She, like I said, three kids, Um, She had eight grandchildren and two great-grandchildren. And um, she also leaves behind a puppy that she did not like all the time because she (laughs) pees in the house a lot. And a sweet cat named Ming that she loved very much. Um, I miss her all the time. But in honor of her, we're donating to Beyond the Rainbow Fund, which is um, we'll talk about in a few episodes. But it's basically um, through the hospital that she got treated at. Um, And it's basically helps with life costs for families that have cancer patients. Because life still goes on when you have cancer. Um, So we're doing that in honor of my Grammy, Pat. And um, she loved this podcast. Again, not so much the swearing. But she was one of our biggest fans. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard to not have her around. And I was very close to her growing up and now. So she used to text me all the time about, how's your frog? Oh, (laughs) yeah. She and my grandpa used to go out to breakfast every weekend, always changing it up. And sometimes I was lucky enough to get to go with them too. And last week I had walnut pancakes in her honor because that was her favorite. So Grammy, I love you. And listeners, we love you so
1: much. Thank you for joining us for a whole year what the fuck thank you guys so much seriously thank you guys so much we cannot
0: thank you enough like you mean the world to us so thank you and with that we'll see you next week toodles bye